urban initiatives and the folks who are there care so deeply about the kids who they work with. Most of the people I've ever worked with in tough situations, in you know, parents, teachers, staff, kids, all they want to do is do their very best. And if we can help them do that, that's fabulous. Welcome to Collaborative Endeavors, a podcast about how scientists from different areas of research come together to tackle big health challenges, leading to better therapies and healthier communities. Dr. Tara Mehta is a trained child clinical psychologist in the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Illinois Chicago's Institute for Juvenile Research. She is also involved in the Center for Clinical and Translational Sciences Community Engagement and Collaboration Corps. Her research focuses on how to increase access to mental health services for children and families, especially those who are experiencing urban poverty. In 2017, Dr. Mehta received a pilot grant award from the Center for Clinical and Translational Science to examine how to build multi-level support for recreational staff members that can help infuse mental health promotion into everyday practices. Dr. Mehta spoke with me about the current state of mental health services for children and how she and her community partner are using structured school recess to promote mental health in a natural setting. I think really hard about how to increase access to mental health services for, for children and families um, who are experiencing urban poverty, so underserved populations. And in particular, I um, have worked quite a bit in school-based settings and recreational setting um, and thinking about mental health promotion as well as mental health treatment. Um, so thinking about how do we increase access by expanding the workforce to teachers, staff, after-school staff, um, as well as thinking about it from a public health model. So thinking about what is the population or what can the population benefit from. If we think about children and families and mental health research or mental health challenges, um, approximately one in five children are have a diagnosable mental health disorder. And of those, maybe one in four to one in five receive appropriate treatment. So there is a huge problem of access and effectiveness or really access and accessibility of appropriate treatment or appropriate um, evidence-based practices for individuals and children. So often, if you're, even if you're getting treatment, we don't really know always what you're getting. Um, the other thing to know about children and families is actually schools are the place where most kids get their mental health services. Um, and there aren't enough providers to provide all of the treatment when you think about even just providing mental health care. And so the only way we're going to address the problem of this huge gap between the research that we have and the services that are accessible and effective is by partnering with communities. And we have to expand the workforce because there aren't enough people to do it. And we think that if we can address prevention, we can reduce the number of kids at risk and we can reduce the number of kids who need the treatment. So you can reallocate resources along that public health triangle. We've got to figure out what works out there. I mean, if, if I can do whatever I, you know, I can sit in my office, I can do my thing, but if it doesn't work for the folks who we're trying to reach, then why do it? One of the organizations trying to reach Chicago's youth population is Dr. Maida's pilot grant partner, Urban Initiatives, a nonprofit that seeks to empower children to become community leaders through academic success, healthy living, and social-emotional learning. For context, I'll drop a few statistics about the children and communities Urban Initiatives serves. Program participants range from kindergartners to high schoolers, 
53% of participants identify as Hispanic or Latino, 38% as Black or African American, and 83% come from families who qualify as low income. Around 2012, Chicago Public Schools mandated recess for all K-8 graders. Many schools that didn't have formal recess now face the challenge of how to organize the students during this time while keeping them safe. The Play With Potential program, one of several urban initiatives offers, does just this. The program uses a team of recess facilitators and coordinators to create and run a safe and active recess curriculum at 57 CPS schools throughout the city. I first learned about urban initiatives because they invited one of my colleagues to one of their big forums that they hold in the city. It was an all-day Saturday event, so he invited another colleague. And when the second colleague who went to the Saturday forum found out that they were really interested in supporting their workforce, he said, I know somebody who does that, and introduced me to them. And then we proceeded to have a series of meetings with this particular person who was the head of their coaching and training, actually, Um, and talked about what they were looking for, what they wanted to do with their staff, how they wanted to think about staff development, um, the things that I could bring to the table. Um, And so we started talking and having conversations about those things on a relatively regular basis and decided to try some things out. But I think this other piece about really getting to know different levels of an organization is critical when you do any type of community-based research, community-engaged research. And a big piece of it is really just hanging out in their space. And when you hang out in their space, you get to know them, you do a lot of listening. We offered to do trainings for them. They wanted to do trainings in a variety of areas. And I said, sure, I can do that. You know, like the stars were aligned in terms of, you know, this being the right intervention, the right partnership at the right time. That's Brenda McAlpine, former chief program officer at Urban Initiatives. When Dr. Mehta was first introduced to him, the organization was looking for new ways to help train their workforce on social-emotional learning, which is another way of describing social skills that aim to promote mental health. You know, when we think about being an evidence-based organization, what we really uh, have seen over the years, and the reason we're so committed to it, is that our impact is actually increased when we build our program models and our learning on research that has already been done. So we don't need to reinvent the wheel when it comes to training staff or developing a program to impact social-emotional learning. We can take the research that's been done and apply you know, really clear concepts into our work to then uh, make sure that we're standing on the shoulders of giants and that we don't have to you know, kind of create something from scratch. I think that's what's uh, been really just unique to see about Tara's approach and I think really innovative in terms of the partnership between UIC and Urban Initiatives is that, you know, exactly what you're saying, you know, Tara's not going to be able to, you know, get out and reach every student that Urban Initiatives works with, but Urban Initiatives is in a position where we have staff who can be highly trained and then become really visible and present mentors for students that we work with. And so the approach of uh, working directly with our staff who are based in schools uh, to really equip them with thinking about what does it look like to model SEL um, behaviors and really promote social emotional learning with every student, but then also being really thoughtful about uh, using specifically that recess and sports environment where there's so much potential for hands-on learning and experiential learning. And that's why you know our mission is centered around sports in the way that it is. We believe that sport can be a really effective tool for social emotional learning uh, and then just holistic growth of students. And so you know Tara really was able to see that and then think through how can we take this model of 
developing adults who are working with students to then kind of expand the impact of um, providing some of those services and supports to students across the city. The workforce training at Urban Initiatives focuses on three skills, problem solving, emotion regulation, and effective communication. The goal is to make this training easy for the staff by embedding these skills into the natural interactions they already have with the students. It isn't asking them to do anything extra. So here's, here's the, the crux of it is any adult working with kids will have opportunities to teach emotion regulation, effective communication, and problem solving. Any activity a set of kids is doing, whether it, and I've done it in after school, I've done it in classrooms, during academic lessons, and now we're doing it during recess. So there are opportunities for those skills anytime you interact with kids. It's asking them to notice the teachable moments within the context of recess, so, and then use skills to help the kids promote and practice the skills that they want. They might be out there playing a game with the kids. The kids are trying to decide, um, are playing basketball, and they're trying to decide a foul call, you know? So how do they problem solve around figuring out who the foul is against? Um, do that and sort of talking them through that, calm them down, you know, take some deep breaths, for example, emotion regulation, a couple of really deep breaths can be helpful and that they need to model it. They need to take the breaths as well with the kids and then help the kids think through, okay, what happened? What's the problem? What do we think we can do about it? Who got the foul? Excellent. You, you know, and help them problem solve it. And then they go on playing the game. So here's a situation that's arisen in the course of play where you can in vivo coach kids through a problem solving process. And that's the best way we learn, right? You practice in real life. And then what we're doing really is with the managers, we're asking how can they best support their staff to implement this set of skills. Brendan explained how Urban Initiatives is structured to partner with school districts and the various roles their staff play to help ensure that each school and their respective communities are able to reach their goals in a mutually beneficial way. Yeah, I think one of the great things about our programming uh, across the board, across all of our programs, is that we have a very thorough uh, direct implementation team as well as a management team to support that. So when you look at our Play Potential Recess program, one of the commitments we make to a school in beginning a partnership is that we want to provide the right amount of staffing to support uh, a safe, fun, and active recess. Uh, And so that involves a recess facilitator who is there for the recess hours, usually about three hours a day. Uh, And their role is to really uh, supervise and facilitate recess games that can then have valuable life lessons that come out of them. Uh, And then that recess facilitator is supported by a recess coordinator. Um, So these recess coordinators are based in the school and they really provide a level of leadership for Uh, the recess space that doesn't exist otherwise for a lot of our Chicago public school partners. Uh, So the recess coordinator will then be there not just for the recess hours, providing, you know, similar level of supervision and facilitation that the recess facilitator does, but they're actually there outside of recess as well to really provide some intentional planning that goes into recess, supporting student development and school operation outside of recess as well. So they're really seen as a core member of that school's team. And so a lot of our schools think of their recess coordinators as their team members. I think that's something that's really important to understand with the Chicago public school environment generally is that, you know, there's 
the Chicago Public School District, but then each school can be so unique. And so as a program provider, we want to make sure our program isn't just kind of a one size fits all, um, you know, kind of a stamp of a program, but um, that we're really, you know, uh, tweaking and contextualizing that program so that it works well for that school and the individuals within that school. As one of Urban Initiative's school-based program coordinators, Ruth Guerra shared how she applies the skills learned from Dr. Meta when working with the kids during recess. We set up uh, stations where the kids can play and learn how to play different sports without feeling pressure. You know, <laughs> there are some kids that won't play because they just naturally are not, uh, you know, very physical. So we, you know, what, I, what we do is we rotate those games and see like what children are really enjoying because we also don't want them to be miserable, it's not gym class. And um, we also want to be able to, um, be, you know, to see who we need to work with, you know, and help them develop like the social emotional skills that they need. Some of them just don't have it. So we are observing and making sure that we're, um, putting our eyes on everybody and, you know, and also giving them their what they really need, their 20 minutes, you know, their, their physical time. They need that. Even as an adult, when you think about it, like, you have 20 minutes to yourself, it feels amazing. We know that they're going back to their classrooms and at least uh, feeling like they let whatever they were holding on to. I always say I'm like the grown version of the kids. You know, like I get there uh, with all my baggage and then once I'm playing and doing things, I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that this morning, you know, or driving or traffic or what have you. I love that point too, that like, at the end of the day, it's still recess. Like, we're, it's not like rocket science, right? right? This is recess, but it's such a valuable space just for fun and learning. And it's amazing what happens when kids are having fun and adults are having fun and what that does for everybody in terms of like processing what's going on in your life and like taking a deep breath and actually being able to like say you know what all the stuff that's you know bothering me in the classroom or bothering me in my home life like I can let that go for a minute and just have fun playing a game and then come to the end of that game and realize like oh I learned how to better interact with somebody that I didn't really understand or know before uh, and so I think that's something that's so cool for us is like it's recess it's sports yeah. like we don't need to overcomplicate it but we can also recognize the incredible potential there is for learning and growth. What Tara has done for our team and helped us think about is making social emotional learning really specific and not abstract or like confusing, but really, you know, thinking through these core elements of effective communication and emotion regulate regulation and problem solving. And the fact that, you know, she's really been able to support us in thinking through a vocabulary for social emotional learning that then makes modeling that much more easier because you're applying it to you know, different like tactics that you can use. It, it's not something that is abstract or theoretical, but it can be put into practice in terms of like how we work with staff and how we work with students. And so that's been hugely valuable to have those conversations with Tara, but then see it really be put into practice and working with our team. Dr. Meta and the team at Urban Initiatives are hopeful that this program can extend beyond the borders of the schoolyard and into students' homes. As parents spend more time with program staff, they too learn to model social emotional skills. I think a big thing for us is that the, the students always come first in our work, but when you're working with a student, you're working with their family members, whether it be siblings or parents or guardians, aunts and uncles. Like there's so many people who come around a student to support that child. And so through our after school programming and then also quite a bit within our uh, recess programming as well, there are these natural connections to parents, whether it's 
you know, calling home to speak to a parent after something happens at recess or um, just, you know, with our after-school program, keeping parents updated on what we're focused on in our curriculum and how they can be modeling those same things at home. And I think that's where there's a real opportunity to see, you know, this learning that's now taking place with our school-based staff and uh, now is being transferred to students as they get to see our school-based staff model that. There's now this kind of next step where, as we're talking to parents, we don't need to roll out a program for parents because parents are able to see what's happening with their students and then also talk to our staff and hear about, you know, what does it look like at recess when we're modeling certain things and how can parents then uh, make sure to reinforce that at home. And that's where we really see the impact of all our programs, you know, really become sustainable and uh, cemented is when it's not just urban initiative staff who are talking about these things, but parents, you know, really join our team and start to uh, model and support the same lessons that that we're communicating with their kids. Um, and so I'd say that's kind of the key vehicle for engaging parents is have them actually see, you know, how is recess changing within their school environment to become a more positive learning space and inviting parents to ask questions about that and learn about that so that they can then you know, implement some of those same changes within their home environment as well. I initially interviewed Dr. Maida and the Urban Initiatives team prior to the pandemic. Since the shutdown and remote learning environment of the last year is so closely related to this project, I reached out to get an update on the collaboration as CPS was preparing to return for the fall 2021 semester. You know, it's interesting because I think part of what happened is the pandemic hit and so everything has been delayed. Um, but I think the exciting part is we've managed to keep in touch across the course of the pandemic. Urban Initiatives is going back into the schools um, it, in person. They were in the schools this past year, but as they've been going back into the schools in person and planning for that in the coming year, I've connected with a couple of different people again to start talking about what could the collaboration look like? Do they want to move forward with different pieces of this or are there other opportunities that might be interesting um, for us to pursue together? So I think that's a that's an indication of the fact that collaborations are long-term and multifaceted. Um, and really, when you hang in there with people and with each other, because they've hung in with me as well, um, there are lots of different ways, I think, and opportunities that can present themselves. The role of sports youth development programming can play in, as we come out of the pandemic and the continuing crisis of the pandemic, um, that's a part of what Urban Initiatives has been so involved in um, to really make the public and the city aware of the vital role that sports youth development can play in healing, in moving forward, in supporting kids and families' mental health. Because um, they did a lot during the pandemic, and they will continue to be that space as we move forward. I think about collaborations in many different ways. So that project met a particular need at Urban Initiatives at the time. But I think the, the real value in many ways above and beyond this particular project for the pilot grant was the ability to continue to build the relationship. So through this grant and the relationships with Urban Initiatives, we've been become involved and along with urban initiatives in this larger coalition of organizations. Um, I have a graduate student who her interest in sports youth development has been supported through that collaboration and now through the pilot grant as well for a master's project that is responding to 
some of the needs within the sports youth development community um, for documenting how they've responded to and what their workforce has gone through during the pandemic and beyond. Um, so there's this broader, so what the pilot grant did was provide an, sort of an infrastructure and opportunity for larger and broader collaborations over time and increased opportunities to support um, mental health, not necessarily directly through research, but also through um, the sharing of expertise over time. With the pandemic shining an even greater light on the need for mental health support at all stages of life, the team shared some of the aspirations for their work beyond the pilot project, as well as their hopes for what programs like Urban Initiatives can do for youth development throughout the city of Chicago and beyond. I just think that there are lots of different opportunities to support kids and families' mental health, and not only support it, but promote it. And I think that can happen in many, many different places. And I think that as the adults in the world, if we can look for those opportunities to really support kids' mental health in schools and after schools and recreation, in sports, um, as well as the folks who need the services, you know, when they need them, it would be a really amazing world if we could support kids across the, across the board um, instead of only when they become really in crisis or when they are in crisis. It's been pretty exciting to, to see the work grow at Urban Initiatives and really what uh, has kept me coming back and just loving being a part of this team is that, it's the team. Uh, we have people who are extremely passionate about the work and that's what comes first and drives people in uh, doing their job to the best of their ability every single day. Um, so that passion that exists within the team is so critical and then you know, ultimately what keeps us going is that passion for the mission. And so our hope is that, you know, as Urban Initiatives continues to support school environments, that there will be more young people who are growing um, to have an incredible influence and role within the city. Uh, and that's something that really keeps all of us, you know, waking up and coming into the office and into the, uh, the schools that we work with every day. You know, even when it gets hard, at the end of the day, it's about the students in the schools that we serve and about what that means for the future of Chicago, um, you know, given the, the reality of challenges that we face as a city. If every kid has adults who care about them, who they interact with, and can promote their healthy development, you've got healthier kids, which leads to healthier adults, which leads to a healthier population. They're going to have happier, healthier people. Collaborative Endeavors is produced by me, Lauren Rieger, on behalf of the Center for Clinical and Translational Science, aka the CCTS, at the University of Illinois at Chicago. To learn more about the research discussed in this episode, visit the links in our show notes. The CCTS is supported by the National Institutes of Health's National Center for Advancing Translational Science through their Clinical and Translational Science Award. Opinions expressed by guests of the show are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of myself, the CCTS, or our various funding agencies. You can find more episodes of Collaborative Endeavors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. New episodes drop monthly. If you would like to see your interdisciplinary team featured on the podcast, reach out to me via the email address in the show notes. To learn more about how you can get involved in health research, visit ccts.uic.edu or follow us on Twitter at UICCCTS.